Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you doing today, Michael? You know, it's, it's been a rough week, been a different kind of week, uh, things going on, but something about a Tarantino movie just kind of makes your life feel normal again. Isn't that scary? When a Quentin <laughs> Tarantino movie makes you feel normal it's like, again. Nothing's that weird, so, you know, life is okay. Yeah, this has been a weird, <laughs> weird week, and... You know, you look forward to certain things, and certain things don't go the way you want them to go. And, you know, we're dealing with this new traffic pattern in our car line where, oh my you know, I really feel like I'm in the pit crew at Daytona, <laughs> you know, down there at the lower end of our parking lot, cars idling, it's hot, it's humid, there's it has, thunderstorms. It, it's giving me new ap appreciation for the people that park cars, like, at events downtown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I will do whatever you tell yeah, me. One, one of the wise guy parents <laughs> rolls down the windows and says to me, you know, hey, Pastor, I think I get you a job down at Disney. You're pretty good at this. Oh, yeah. my word. No, this is miserable. Miserable. But, but then we, we, we turn our attention to today's movie. Yeah, that's once, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, released on May 21st of 2019. Yeah, May 21st? Yeah, May 21. Hey, July 26th. Well... There's two release dates. Oh. Let's, let's explore that for a moment. You see, Quentin Tarantino realized... Nothing's normal. He might have had something special on his hands. So May 21, it was released at the Cannes Film Festival. Ah, that was a little preview action. A little, little, little preview little, over little there in, in France. Get over people in, excited? Over in France. Which then makes more sense why there's such a difference between uh, domestic gross and worldwide. You, Holy cow. Yeah, so the budget for this movie was somewhere between 90 and $96 million when you consider the enormity and scope of the cast. Huge I'm, I'm looking at that going, that really isn't big bucks. People want to be in Quentin Torrentino movies. Yeah. They just do. Huge. And what'd you get for the box? Uh, so opening weekend, I had $41 million. Uh, Gross mm. domestic, I had $142. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, you think 90, 96 to 142, huh? Yeah. Worldwide. Three hundred and seventy-four million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Over yeah. two hundred million just overseas. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <clears throat> so this time. movie had great play uh, across an international spectrum, and as we have referenced, this is uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino, written, and, written and directed. Yeah, and oh. produced. He and was produced. also a producer on it because yeah, that's yeah, yeah. typically his mo. Now we know him. For some classic movies, his body of work isn't all that big. No, he hasn't. But it's he just hasn't directed as many as I thought. It's just spectacular. Yeah. So yeah, big time. The biggie that really put him on the map: Pulp Fiction. Huge. Yeah. We need well, to do, Reservoir we, Dogs was before that, right? Reservoir Dogs was first, then Pulp Fiction. We need to do Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah. Oh, I Great. just love that movie. Oh my goodness. Oh, Uma. See, I, it's got Uma. Samuel L. Jackson. To me, yeah. his his whole. Awesome. No, no. I um, want to be that part. Uma Thurman. She was good. It begins and she ends with good. Uma. And Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2, two of the greatest movies There's ever Uma. made. Yeah. Period. No discussion. Two of the greatest movies ever made. I will let you know whether I agree with that when I watch them. Oh, you are you are a broken <laughs> man 
How could you not have seen <laughs> Kill Bill? I have Kill them Bill on. One I have them on DVD. I can lend them to you. I, I will see if I can find. This my is a movie I needed. Machine. To own. I might not have a machine to oh, play. Oh, my computer, I guess. The Black Mamba. It is just yeah. stellar. It is the homage to Kung Fu with David Carradine. Oh, and David Carradine is Bill. Oh, that's Kill Bill. Huh? That's the Bill. That's absolutely right. brilliant. Inglorious Bastards. Right. Which, on. oh, by the way, one of our actors happened to star I, in. I have that. Yeah, one of the big ones. Uh, let's not forget Django Unchained. That's a big one. That was a hard one to watch. Yeah. Which, and, oh, by another the way, one of our actors was, was in, the other in that one. And, right. and then finally, The Hateful Eight. I did have that one down, but yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen that. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. I haven't seen that one. Again, it's Quentin Torrentino. He takes you on a weird cinematic ride. And you're better for it. I, I think one of the reasons I, I, I ended up liking this movie, I mm-hmm. didn't think I would. Yeah. Uh, I heard a lot of this, almost three hours, and you only have to watch the end and all that kind of junk. No. So I watch it. Um, when I was in college, I did a whole project on Collier and Collier. Who It was all about historical fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have a lot of uh, books that use the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, different time periods. Mm-hmm. But it's a fictional book. Sure. Tarantino, let's face it, this is a historical fiction movie. This is, yes, true characters, kind of a true event that happened, and yet he Tarantino's it. Yeah, he puts the Quentin Tarantino (laughs) touch to the historical moment. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the characters and the cast, and I'm just blown away by the enormity of... Of who's there. And I'm sure I have some that you don't have and you have some that I don't have. I think the first ones are very obvious. We have playing the main character, Rick Dalton, who's an aging Hollywood Western cowboy kind of star played by truly a favorite. Oh, yeah. Price culture and cinema now. He's good. He's in the stratosphere with Bill Murray. Oh, see how, oh. I, got, like how I got Bill Murray in there? I, I like don't that? go there yet. Oh, he's don't, there. Don't do Bill like that. We've, he's not there yet. But we've done as many movies of his. Okay, which one? We got we have Lee, Wall Street. So we have Leonardo DiCaprio, right. who has been in Inception, Titanic, The Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, Catch Me If You Can, Don't Look Up, The Great Gatsby. I mean, right there, we've done Don't Look Up. We've done Wolf of Don't Wall Look Street. Up. I didn't put that one down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved him in Shutter Island. Shutter Island's a good out. one, yeah. Uh, come on, you didn't say What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Mm, I know you like that one. <laughs> I know you <laughs> like that one. He, he does a good job in that, you know. Uh, Aviator, yeah. Uh, he's good. He's, he's moving he's into good. that stratosphere. He just is. Titanic was one of those that made him a superstar, though. I mean, let's face it. That was such a high-budget, yeah. big-budget movie. Oh, yeah. have never done it at Christ Culture. Center. No, not kind of funny. Yeah. I, I think it's because it needs a woman's touch. Yeah, you're probably right. I think we'll have to does. bring somebody in. We'll have to think about that. All right, that's now, Leo. Now Leo's playing. Good. Now I will tell you, I saw 51 producer credits. Yeah, and only 46 actors. That surprised me. Yeah. As long as he's been around, you think of how big he is. Right, he's become more producer. But the than other, actor. the other guy who's going in that direction plays Cliff Booth, who is Rick Dalton's stuntman and chauffeur. Played and chauffeur. He's got a DUI. He's got a couple more than one DUI. He's got a passel full. Yeah. And that's played by Brad Pitt. It is. And now again, Brad Pitt, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, mm-hmm. Moneyball, great movie. Great movie. 12 Monkeys. Great movie. Now, most recently, 
The Lost City, which I saw this summer. What a fun movie. Go see it if you haven't, folks. And Bullet Train, my daughter called me up. Oh, my daughter called me up. She and her husband went and saw it. And she said, Dad, actually, she said, Daddy, you got to go see Bullet Train. And I said, why is that, honey? She goes, it's kind of like Kill Bill. Oh, wow. (laughs) Interesting. My daughter knows. I mean, uh, Deadpool 2. He's going to be in a little film called The Big Short. A great World War II movie, big, Fury. Big Short, are we going to do that one on Chris Cotter? I might be coming yeah. up. I don't know. Uh, Fury. Fury. Uh, right. And then, of course, he's he's been in Oceans 11, 12, and 13. Right. Troy, Thelma and Louise, at all. Keep going. Well, where do you want to go? I, I like Fight Club. We don't talk about Fight Club. Oh, right. Well, that's why I didn't mention uh, it, because we don't talk no, about Fight Club. Seven. <laughs> Loved him with Morgan Freeman. Oh, that, yeah. I forgot about that thought one. thought about that ending forever. That's I love a it. great movie. And let's face it. When Brad Pitt became Brad Pitt, it was Legends of the Fall. Oh, that is true. That was sexy Brad Pitt. There sexy you go. Here, you know. Is he ever not sexy Brad Pitt? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, not really. I don't. I think he always so he is. Who he is, I guess. Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Anyway. Well, now playing Sharon Tate is one of my personal favorites now, Margot Robbie. Yeah. And we know Margot Robbie because... <laughs> just had her. She was in, well, first... Okay, Leo where, just had her. Well, Leo had her in The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. We are there. I, Tanya. But again, she is in Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. Yeah. Really hot movies where she re- redefined the, the, the character Harley Quinn. And what's going to be interesting is they're making the next Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. And you know who's going to play Harley Quinn? Lady cool. Gaga. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Love Mark Robbie, huh? no, well, it's a different to. Joker, different everything. Oh. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. But we also know her from Bombshell. And guess what? She happens to also be in a little movie called The Big Short. <laughs> Yep. Just thought I'd mention that. That's uh, coming around. Not not for any reason. Now, playing Jay Sebring is Emil Hirsch. And I was really surprised to see what he's been in. Uh, speed Racer. Go, oh, Speed a, Racer. You know, that movie had such potential, and it was awful. <laughs> it was <laughs> Did they sing the awful. song? I never watched it. Go, Speed Racer. Go, yeah, Speed Racer. Yeah, they, they did, and it was bad. But he was in the movie I've told you to watch, The Darkest Hour. Yes, I was <clears throat> And he's excellent in that. Uh, into the wild, never grow old. He Girl was in. This, I, I came across this with some of my travels in July. It was a, a limited release series, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, I think it was on Netflix. Really good. He plays Clyde Barrow in that. that Excellent role for him. And he, I can see that. And he was in Milk, so yeah. you know you can't go wrong with that. Uh, playing one of Doesn't the. Let's talk about one of the Manson family people, Pussycat, played by Margaret Qualley. And she was kind of interesting as I was looking at some of the things she's been in. Not much that I personally have seen. Uh, no, no I, the nice guys I kind of heard of. Mm-hmm. Once I got past that, I wrote down a bunch of ones I'd never heard of. My Salinger Year, I, I knew that one because that was uh, from the author uh salinger and I, I did see that in seaberg i've heard of it don't really know much about no. stuff she's been in but again she's younger playing one of the manson family young ladies um there you have it uh playing james stacy is timothy oliphant 
And I like, I like him. I like, I like him, him a lot. Yeah. I like him He's as good. an actor. You know, he was in that television show Justified on XFX. Really good show. Uh, uh, Mandalorian. Now, but here you go. Book of Boba Fett, yeah. Mandalorian, the television series Fargo. He was in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, he appeared in a couple of episodes of The Good Place. Love it. And let us. Such a great show. Let's not forget, he was also in a little uh, television show called The Office. Good, but you're missing two of my favorites. Which ones? I loved him in the movie. This is where I leave you. <clears throat> we should oh. do that in Christ Culture and Cinema. Why is that? It is so funny. Uh, the basic premise, uh, Jane Fonda's husband dies, and to get her four children together, she makes them sit shiva. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Adam Driver. It's Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Jason Bateman. It's all my favorites. It's, okay. It's hilarious. Great movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's hilarious. I've got that kind of humor. Um, and he, she, he was also in a, a season of Damages. Oh, I didn't you ever know see that. that. No. Oh, yeah. It's no. such a good series. And what I like about it is they keep changing kind of the characters. And mm-hmm. John Goodman was one year. Uh, Ted Danza was one year. Yeah. It's really good. Damages is excellent. He's a good actor. I really yeah. like him. He picks good roles, too. Now, playing Trudy Frazier, I have Julia Butler's. And we know her from American Housewives, Transplant. Ah, TV. The Gray Man. Short Circuit. Uh, I love this one. Boss Bitch Fight Challenge. It's the title of the movie. You're going to have to bleep that out now. No, I don't think we have to. (laughs) That's the name of the movie. It's the name of the movie. It's the name of the movie. What can I do with that? Also in in 13 Hours, a great movie. If you've never seen 13 Hours, that's an excellent movie. Oh, that's good stuff. Really, really good stuff. That was uh, the Benghazi thing. Oh, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, really interesting. Oh, tough movie. Good right. movie. Uh, playing Tex Watson. He was one of the key guys. The new famous man. Yeah, Tex Watson. You know, he's the, uh, he's one of the leaders of the Manson family. Well, I just mean Austin Butler. I mean. Well, Austin I, Butler. I didn't recognize him. Addison's walking through yeah. as that scene is going on as I'm watching this movie. He goes, oh, Austin Butler. Everybody thinks he can't get away from the Elvis now that he's taken on Elvis's, yeah. you know, swag and, and, and yeah. his uh, persona. And that it's one of those where you've worked so hard to get a character down. It yeah. becomes part of who you are. Right. I didn't even recognize Isn't that him. funny? Yeah, he's Elvis. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's also in a little movie, uh, little movie called The Dead Don't Die, Dude, which were movies that were fairly successful. Decent. And the a tele- lot of TV, though. And the television series Arrow. Yeah. About the the Green Arrows, so, yeah, yeah. but he is Elvis now. But he's big time now. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, he's wanted. He is definitely Elvis. Uh, playing Squeaky Fromm uh, is Dakota Fanning, and you go into the way back machine with Dakota Fanning. Uh, War of the Worlds with Brad Pitt. Uh, with Brad Pitt. Uh, I am Sam. Uh, oh wait, War of the Worlds. That was I think of World no, War no, Z. No, 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 no. Was the, Brad Pitt. War of the Worlds was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. There you Oof. go. Don't mix up my leading good, men. Good catch. Good catch. Good catch. All right. Man on Fire. Yeah. Uh, uh, Carolyn. Uh, she was in Ocean's Eight. That was the female that. versions of Ocean's Eleven. Three less women. Uh, how about Please Stand by Me? There's another one that she was in. You're missing my favorite series. Uh, you tell me which one. Twilight movies. Oh, I love yes. Stephanie Myers. I, I know the movies aren't as good as the books, right? But the movies are good. Yeah, you know. But but she does an excellent my, job in uh, in the Twilight series. Yeah, my daughter was all about the Twilight I series. Must have, I must have really liked War of the Worlds. I wrote it twice. Yeah, you were well. You know, Weird. Tom Cruise, your wife. I kind of makes get sense. It. So playing George Spawn, and now George is the guy who 
owned the ranch, mm-hmm. but he was his ranch, Bond in, Ranch, incapacitated, real place, real, real place, person, real place, real person, uh, played by Bruce Dern. Now he was in Nebraska, but now, before, before you get to what he was in, yeah, did you see who was originally wrote in to play this part and he I, died? I did not. Who? Burt Reynolds. Really? It's supposed to be a part for Burt Reynolds, oh, and Burt died on us. Oh, that would have been so good. Been really good. The late, great Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Now, he was in Nebraska, mm-hmm. but here we go. The Hateful Eight, directed by, oh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, the Burbs, the Cowboys, The Last Shootout. He was in a little Western called Hickok, about Wild Bill Hickok. And, oh, by the way, Django Unchained. Which was Tarantino. Another Tarantino yeah. movie. And he was uh, in the HBO series... Big love. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. Did you? You know what? I I, I like Bill Paxson, and I uh-huh. watch a little bit of it because it's the whole polygamy thing about mm. you know the uh, Mormon the Mormon church. Culture. I watch a little bit of it, but you start to realize, and HBO does that. It's it's more to see how many different people they can get to take their clothes off. So that's yeah. That, that's very uncomfortable. It. You yeah, can't. It's a little watch weird. Uh, playing Bruce Lee, the martial arts extraordinaire actor. Bruce Lee, played by Mike Moe. And, you know, really, things I didn't know much about. He was in the television series Empire, uh, also Street Fighter, Assassins First, uh, Killer Man, Boogie, Inhumans. So, But he also has a lot of stunt credits. Right. The, the, best, the best thing I saw was, of course, he plays Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. And there's this fictional kind of fight between him and the stuntman. Cliff, Cliff Booth. Booth. Right. Right. And originally, if if you watch it, Bruce knocks down Cliff. Yeah. Cliff knocks down Bruce. Yeah. There was a third fight before they broke it up where Cliff won. And everybody was furious. Bruce Lee doesn't get beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, it was Brad Pitt that said, I'm not comfortable with this. Bruce Lee doesn't get beat. Yeah. And and because of everybody getting excited, they took the third one out. I thought that was well, Quentin Quentin took the temperature of his uh, cast and oh, realized yeah. probably Wasn't, not a good Bruce idea. Bruce cannot lose. Now playing Wayne Maunder is Luke Perry. Famous, of course, and forever be known as Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, and, that's for sure. And eight seconds. Yeah. He's great in eight seconds. Well, he's also good in The Fifth Element. He was good in The Fifth Element and, you know. and Buffy. Of yeah. course, he went from the Beverly Hills and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. But, I mean, eight seconds, it's a true story. You know, yeah. it's so great. Yeah. He's wonderful. Black Beauty, another one he's in. Oh, he's yeah. in a, oh, yeah. But it was kind of fun to see him in a very different role. I, this must have been his last one. I think he died the next year. Yeah, he he was ill. Yeah, yeah I didn't realize. Oh, very sad. Uh, playing the 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 tough guy of tough guy Hollywood people, Steve McQueen, was Damian Lewis, and they chose the right guy. He was in Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what mm-hmm. a great series! They now play it all the time on History Channel around Veterans Day, around Memorial Day. Band of Brothers, tremendous. Uh, he was also in Queen of the Desert, Billions, Homeland. But here's dream the catcher. Here's your, yeah, dream catcher. Here's a little off off one though. Romeo and Juliet. Yep. So you know which Leonardo did his own Romeo and Juliet. A little bit different. A little weird. A little creepy. Little, weird. Uh, modern day. Yeah, and with the old English, I didn't get it. It doesn't no. get it. Now playing Marvin Schwartz. You know, getting back to kind of the <laughs> studio stuff is the incomparable. <laughs> The the forever immortalized on Christ culture and cinema yeah. because he was in the greatest movie ever made, Al Pacino. Second greatest movie. You know he is the Godfather. You know he is. <laughs> you know he, he is he's, one, two, and three. He's Michael. 
He's, he's always going to be. Michael Corleone. He's going to be Michael Corleone. But, but Serpico. The one that's coming up. Oh. House of Gucci. Oh, that's, that's right. Be coming to Christ Culture. So, but let us not forget, he was in Dog Day Afternoon, The uh-huh. Irishman, and Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. Scarface I mean, come on. He's just brilliant in Scarface. Uh, Tony Montoya. Ocean 13. From Cuba. He, he got in with... with yeah, he got into that, but... Yeah. Two for the money. He was great with Matthew McConaughey. He is loved him. He is so good in House of Gucci, and I can't wait to do that movie. Most underrated movie of all time. I still say Heat. Mm, he going up against yeah. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Heat is so good. I don't know big why it doesn't get more credit. Yeah, it's big time. Big time. Now playing Roman Polanski. I love this. Is Rafael Zawaruka? He's from Poland. And there's not one th- of his credits I could pronounce because he's done exclusively he Polish television and Polish movies. So there's I, nothing I even recognized. Uh, and he only has a very brief passing speaking role, and it's at the dinner party at the house. That's right. He did speak there. But very little. I have two others uh, that I, I uh, one that I realized we couldn't miss is uh, Francesca Capucci. Uh, who t- ends up uh, being Rick Dalton's Italian wife uh, that wife. he brings up when he's making well, the spaghetti westerns. The idea of doing four westerns over in Italy was a little weird, but but that, they were the That's spaghetti westerns. Yeah. Because you know who did that? Uh, you know, was Clint Eastwood. Right. He went and did the spaghetti westerns. Can't uh, argue. Now that's played by Lorenza Izzo, and she's been in Knock Knock, Penny Dreadful, City of Angels, movie that just came out, The Aviary. Uh, uh, she's in that. She's in Aftershock. I have her also in Sex Ed, which is a movie I haven't heard I of. I, uh, I see a house with a clock on its walls. Yeah. I think I heard about that when it I've, came out back in 2018, but yeah. never, never saw it. Yeah. So she's kind of a uh, trans, you know, coming, uh, an Italian actress uh, come here. A lot of uh, titles. Yeah, I can't pronounce them. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, the last one I have is playing. I had to put him in here only because he was he's playing a character in a movie being made in this movie, uh, the character was Sheriff Hackett, but it's played by Michael Madsen. And the reason I had to bring him good. up is he's in. Just just listen to the list of things he's in that are directed by Quentin Tarantino. The Hateful Eight, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, Reservoir Dogs. I mean, those are all, you know, QT uh, move, movies. So uh, he's excellent. No, he's, he's in a lot of great those. Actor. And that's that's him, Tarantino. Martin Cove plays a little little role, you know, from Karate Kid. He's he's sensei. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, plays bounty sh- the bounty law sheriff. You mm-hmm. know, small role. Didn't notice him. Mm-hmm. Of course, Kurt Russell. That's right. He's got that role of Randy Miller. So, yeah, quick know, little passing quick. role. But um, yeah, not a. It's it's a big cast. A lot it's of fun. Huge. We could probably spend another ten minutes just talking not about the cast, but it's not worth it. I want to get into this movie. Let's talk about the movie. So the movie is cast in Hollywood, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is the era of big holiday, you know, big Hollywood movies mixed with the big party scenes, alcohol and drugs, Mm -hmm. mixed with the emerging cult factors of of free love of Mm -hmm. the 60s and early 70s USA. And... Torrentino is really writing a historical kind of movie about the time with fictitious characters, except, except for a little group known as the Manson family. 
Charlie and, and the kids. And Charlie and the family living yeah. out there on George Spawn's ranch, which was a place where they filmed westerns, but George had fallen infirm. The Manson family were taking care of him, and I put quotes around I'd taking care of him. Taking very good care of him. You know, they were kind of uh, <laughs> a little uncomfortable there. Squeaky um, made him feel good at the end of his life. And Come making, on. you know, watching TV, had to watch his uh, TV shows. Yeah, uh, don't fall asleep. You know, kind of a weird thing going on there. Uh, and the movie is driving along with your main characters of Rick Dalton, the actor, with Cliff Booth, his stunt double, and chauffeur. Uh, I, I know the movie goes back and forth between yeah, the two of them. Yeah. I think Leonardo, you know, has this leading man role. And he right. does the, the spaghetti westerns and all that. Yeah. But Brad Pitt is the main actor. And, and here's oh, why I'm going to say that. Absolutely. The scene at the ranch yeah. where he picks up the hitchhiker, what was her name? Uh, Brisket. Yeah. He picks her up, takes her to the ranch. I am on pins and needles the whole time. The way they have everybody looking, what they have going on. He's going to, yes. oh, I'm going to go in. You're not going to stop me. I'm going to go say hi to George. It the whole, the whole scene had me on pins and needles. That was, I think, a pivotal scene. You know, kind of that historical fiction thing. It was interesting. Right. And then, of course, the final scene. Let's face it. He's the hero. Yeah. But we won't get to that yet. Well, let me tell you, he's so good in this movie, he won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar for that role. He won Best Supporting Actor because he wasn't a supporting actor. Yeah, it was really... He was the main actor. I think he was the main guy. Oh, I my would, goodness. I would agree with you because you're seeing this historical piece through his eyes. If I was the other nominees for Best Supporting Actor, I would have protested. Mm-hmm. Why am I up against him? He was the main actor. Yeah. Now, oh, here's so the thing. Rick Dalton's home mm-hmm. is right below, literally at the bottom of the driveway of Roman Polanski's home. Yep. That sets the stage. And uh, Rick Dalton's career is kind of going sideways. He really can't afford Cliff Booth to pay him as his driver anymore. So off- Just got married to yeah. the little Italian honey. Well, he went over to Italy. He made the spaghetti yeah. westerns. Over there he met, uh, you know, Francesca Capucci. And uh, is bringing, well. bringing her back to the United States, you know, as a little Italian wife. And this is where the movie makes some really weird sideways turns historically. So so before we get to the final scene. Yeah. I think we have time. Do we have time? Oh, we, we absolutely have time. have time. So so they do a nice job of setting up the whole movie, the whole relationship between the two, what they're going on. They, they get a little, right. little Bruce Lee in there. They get a little bit of the... Um, uh, um, Sharon Tate in the movie she was in, and she goes to the yeah. theater. I mean, Tarantino does a great job of setting everything up, the ranch scene. Um, but really, it all sets up for what is about to happen, this real-life situation of the Manson family, this mass murder. Yeah. And it all is running right along. Here, here's the story. Here's everything, what happened. Yeah, everything fiction. is moving. The water, the Call it what it is. The current of the river is moving in one singular direction where in a true historical moment, the Manson family ends up at Roman Polanski's house killing Sharon Tate and others in a very gory, horrible, bloody scene. You know, stabbings, using the blood to leave messages on the walls. It's awful. It's a terrible, true murder. And everything in this movie is moving this way. And we have just below their driveway, Rick Booth and... Rick uh, Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth, along with 
uh, good old Francesca, you know, they're <laughs> yeah. drinking, they're watching TV when this historical moment is about to happen. And Quentin Tarantino takes the river and directs it in an entirely different direction. It, it, and here's where I, I think the way he sets up, I mean, let's face it, he's playing with history. Oh, absolutely. I think you called it the big what if. Yeah, it, this is Playing a with what history. This is a what if. So so he sets it up where they have this little, he just, uh, you know, Fran, Francisco, Francesco, whatever Francesco you call it. Francesco Capucci. And, and Rick come back. Cliff picks him up. They go back to the house. Yeah. Cliff goes to walk the dog. Yeah. And that same, the, this, these guys show up. Yeah, the car. The car's making all sorts of noise down below the driveway. And and knowing what's happening, you're watching Rick go out and cause a big thing. You know, he's holding his pitcher of margaritas. He's in his robe or whatever. He's in his bathrobe. He's (laughs) he's talking to him, and you're like, you're going to die. Yeah. They're going to kill you right now. Yeah, he's going to die. You're very, very sure he's going to die. What are you doing? Yeah. And and so they back out and do what he says, and they're going to go after him. Yeah. And and that's where they hear, what did Charlie say? Mm-hmm. You know, go up to Roman's house. It wasn't Roman. It was Roman's house, but it was a previous owner's. Yeah, yeah that yeah. they were going after, or whatever. And uh, Tarantino changes history. Yeah, he changes it right there. This is the what if moment. And let's just talk about that for a moment. How often do we look at life and we go, "Well, what if? What if I made this decision over and against that decision?" Marvel wrote a whole series on the what ifs. Yeah, yeah, sure Disney thing. Plus. Yeah. Plug. Uh, what if I, I stayed with this person instead of leaving this person and going with that person? Oh. You know, what if I chose this career path as opposed to that career path? They're watching now. And and I think this uh, I think this trickles over into all aspects of life. What if I think more often than not we are challenging ourselves with what if questions you know and it, it, it's a even even biblically speaking faith wise there's a great what if and paul addresses it in first corinthians chapter 15 you know picks it up in uh, verse 14 uh verses 12 i'll pick it up a little earlier now if christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead but if there is no resurrection of the dead then not even christ has been raised and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. It's like the giant Corinthian what if. What if Jesus hey, wasn't raised from Corinth? the dead? How can you say this? You know, what if Jesus weren't raised from the dead? And what does Paul say? Your faith would be in vain. We would have different jobs and we'd be on our way to hell. Yeah, pretty much. And what what if what if Leonardo DiCaprio's character Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth somehow intervened in the murders of Sharon Tate and all those who were in Roman Polanski's home that night? Well, that's where Quentin Torrentino takes us. Mm. He takes us down the grand what if. And Cliff Booth is just a rock star in that scene. It shows why they put in the Bruce Lee uh, scene. 
yeah. to show Cliff can handle himself. Oh, he's a tough guy. And don't forget Cliff's dog. I love Cliff's dog. I love the dog. Oh, Cliff's dog is a he's he's a he's my puppy hero. I love that dog. And then honestly, the you know Quentin Tarantino has to go over the top. <laughs> <laughs> he bashes in the so, woman. So, so when the woman gets, you know, the, the woman, one of the uh, Manson family ones who gets just annihilated by Cliff Booth, Pete, and stumbles outside, and she looks well, like that's, a that's like the a one he hit with the jar. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. a jar of salsa or something. Something like that. And she looks like she's a she's monster. Up. She's coming at like a monster, and and there's Rick Dalton with a movie prop that he lifted from one of his movies, the flamethrower. Flamethrower. And he fires that bad boy up. Here's what I still don't get, though. Yeah. She's in the water. Yeah. She's on fire. Yeah. If you were on fire yeah. and you were in the water, yeah. what would you do? I'd, I'd go down. I'd go down, too. I'd go she down. doesn't. She stays up, make well, sure she gets good enough flame. To yeah, she got a little crispy. A little burn up. A little crispy. Now, having said that, you know, this is the what if. Because up on the hill at Roman Polanski's house is Sharon Tate Sharon and all these Tate. people having dinner. And... All of a sudden, history is forever changed, and they are saved. And oh, by the way, Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth are heroes. Mm -hmm. His career is revitalized. And if Rick Dalton's career is revitalized, Cliff Booth has a job as his stunt double Mm -hmm. moving forward. And it's amazing how Torrentino does this, where it is such a shock when you're watching this movie. You don't see this coming. No. Not from 10 miles away, you don't see this coming. And you're sitting there going, well, this is incredible. What a great plot twist. Well, not even to just not stop it there, but all of a sudden, you know, Rick sees Cliff off to the hospital, or sees him off to the ambulance. Yeah. He's standing outside. And is it, was it the Jay Sebring character that's the husband of Sharon Tate? Yeah. I forget which one it is, but he yeah. comes out to ask, what is going on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And then they're talking Next, you through know, the Sharon gate. Sharon Tate is bringing... Uh, um, Rick up for drinks yeah. to share what happened. And his career at that moment is yeah. about to take an upward turn. Totally turn. different. It's I bet like, he ended up in a Polanski movie. I would, well, possibly. Yeah. would have If that would have been the case. Well, I come back to, just like Paul talking to the Romans, what ifs. We know that this didn't happen. We know that Sharon Tate was murdered along with a lot of other people. And, and for the Corinthians, to be honest with you, Paul needed to remind him that Jesus, in fact, did rise from the dead, that their faith is not in vain. We can't live in the world of what if. We live in the world of what has happened. And that's a very, very different world in which we live. And and it's okay to live in that world. There's still one what if that everybody lives with. Which is that? What if I don't believe Jesus rose from the dead? Mm. I'm going to hell. Or we can believe Jesus died, rose again, is our Savior, going to heaven. I mean, you know, it's uh, getting a little excited over uh, there. Well, hey, I was thinking... Did I, did, I was, I, did I punch a cord over there? I What's don't know. What, what I was really <laughs> thinking is I live in the world of a different what if. What if Quentin Tarantino oh. makes Kill Bill Volume 3? Oh, because, you know, the word on the street is that he's going to make that movie, and it's going to be not only about Uma Thurman, but the daughter. Because in Kill Bill Volume 2... When she is reunited uh, is with spoiler? her daughter, well, this is yeah, not. Are you spoiling it now? No, this movie's been out for so long. Yeah, that's true. I can't. At the end of Volume Two, when that. Uma Thurman's character, the Black Mama, is driving away with her daughter in the car, that is her real daughter. And you know who her real daughter is? Who? 
She's in Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, because she was, what was she just in that I saw her in? Was it, no. She plays the quirky friend that they meet at the, uh, that, from the ice cream shop. That's, that's right. Uma Thurman's real dog. Right. And supposedly, Tarantino is He's flirting. In, huh? He's flirting with volume three. Oh, boy. Now, that's a what if. I better watch one and two. I like that what if right there, which brings us to the question of today. And our question is this. You know, if you look back over, over the span of your life, what is something that you look back on and you wonder, what would have happened if I had chosen to do this or that, to go here or there, to study this topic or that topic, to be with this person or that person do you ever stop and reflect on mm. what would your life look like and how it would be different that's kind of a torrentino question isn't it do, do you have one i personally i do what if the cubs didn't blow a 2-0 lead in 1984 and went to the world series yeah well here's as a new york jet fan what if don shula had covered the field with the tarp in miami before the afc championship game but they didn't they let the field get muddy and the Jets had a high-flying passing offense, and the Jets lost. Yeah. yeah. What if? It's pretty smart. We live with those things. Now, what if? if you are enjoying Christ Culture and Cinema, consider leaving a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. It does help other people find us. And if you haven't checked it out yet, the book Christ Culture and Cinema is available for purchase on Amazon. Now, next time, next time... I think we mentioned this movie at least three times today with other people in the cast. I think so. And this is a movie that was highly it's regarded. Big time, big time movie. Uh, the movie is The Big Short. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>